Well, well, well. Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you're listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special episode for you today, don't we, Scotty? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> it me. is. Ed McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> It is National Underwear Day. Oh! So, ladies, get in on the festivities and send me your underwear photos. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that part, Mom. <laughs> Earmuffs, Dad. Earmuffs. <laughs> um, so, we'll get the scoreboard stumper. Uh, we'll go into Flex Seal. We've got two notable jabronis. We'll get into our Hall of Fame inductee, Jake the Snake Plumber. <laughs> We'll get our scoreboard stumper answer. We'll chase the Mendoza line. We will play sloppy top. We'll go to church. We will hand out some shampoo, and we'll send you on your merry little way. <laughs> so without further ado, hit me with your scoreboard stumper, Scotty. All right. So I'm doing another Olympics one. I'm sorry. This is the last one, I swear, uh, until the next Olympics. Um, I want to know when were the first Winter, Winter Olympics held. Was it 1920, 1924, or 1932? Just going 32, I guess. I don't, I don't know, man. Taking a stab at it. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll get that scoreboard stumper answer soon. In the meantime, we'll get into this week's Flex Seal of the Week. The super strong waterproof tape. That can instantly patch, bond, seal, and repair. Each week, we recognize a franchise transaction that in no way fills the needs of the organization. This week's Flexio of the Week is a local one. Mm -hmm. And um, new Reds edition, pitcher Justin Wilson. Yeah. Rose carrying like a 7 ERA. Yeah, 7.5 ERA. Uh, he's a 32-year-old left-hander. We literally got him for a player to be named later. I think really he was just like a player that was dumped on us to get the other pitcher. Yeah, Sessa. Yeah, Sessa. Yeah, the whole deal was for Sessa, really, and I feel like he was extra, but we still rostered him, and we've still been pitching him. Reds have still been pitching him. I hope they gave away Alex Blandino. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping my hate for him strong. Later, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> All right, moving on to the notable jabronis. Uh, first notable jabroni is former Panther safety JTI or eBay. eBay. Yeah, he was waived by the Carolina Panthers after he delivered an illegal hit to the head of wide receiver Keith Kirkwood. Uh, the hit sent the wide receiver to the hospital in an ambulance. Um, His own teammate. It was also the team's first practice in pads. Like, way to go, dude. What is this, Game of Thrones? Like, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why you can't play for the Panthers anymore. Yeah. Uh, like, so um, Kirkwood was released from the hospital and he was diagnosed with a concussion. But I'm sure, like between him going to the hospital and and being released, that they got rid of JT immediately. <laughs> Another addition by subtraction. They're like, oh, we just put on pads, and you hit that guy. Take your pads off. You're off the team. <laughs> yeah. You won't be needing those anymore. He'll be a raider, <laughs> most likely. 
All right. Our next notable jabroni is Evander Kane. Yeah, so Evander Kane, he plays for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he's been accused uh, by his wife that he was compromising games for gambling purposes. Point shaving? Yeah, point shaving. Um, he's definitely under investigation by the NHL. Um he said that he never bet on hockey, but he has a massively bad history with gambling. He uh, failed to pay five hundred thousand dollars to casino marker uh, for on a casino marker from the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Uh, later, they dropped the complaint, um, but he said that he's lost one point five million in gambling so far. So it's like you're probably gambling on games, and if you're point shaving, uh, well then. Hey, guys, who cares if I'm point shaving? I'm losing money. It's not like I'm getting anything out of it. Uh, even more reason to jabronize you, sir. Yeah. We're done with you. Yeah. Maybe the NHL is done with you, too. We're done with you, Evander Kane. All right. Let's go into our uh, Hall of Fame inductee, Jake Plummer. Jason Stephen Plummer was born December 19th, 1974 in Boise, Idaho, to Steve, a lumber wholesaler, and Marilyn Plummer, a teacher. Jason, who preferred Jake and his brothers Eric and Brett, grew up in Smiley Creek, Idaho, which was a town of about 50 people in the Sawtooths, a section of the Rocky Mountains. Jake was a three-sport star athlete, playing baseball, basketball, and football at Capitol High in Boise. Plummer made the All-State team as both a quarterback and a punter in both his junior and senior year, while passing for 6,097 yards and 68 touchdowns. His versatility and stats attracted the attention of Arizona State University, and after graduation, Jake accepted a scholarship that made him an Arizona Sun Devil. Plummer would not redshirt in his freshman year of 1993 and would take over as the starting quarterback early in the season. Though his inexperience was very much on display, Jake threw for 1,650 yards and nine touchdowns, but still tossed up seven interceptions. Jake broke the 2,000-yard mark in both the sophomore and junior seasons, but what stood out was Jake's ability to get touchdowns in pivotal moments, earning him a significant fan base and the nickname Jake the Snake. His senior year was by far the best by any Arizona State quarterback to date. On September 21, 2006, ASU gained national attention for shutting out the top-ranked Nebraska Cornhuskers 19 to nothing thus ending Nebraska's 26-game winning streak. Ouch. Jake avoided a sack to toss a 25-yard touchdown on the game's opening drive, and he'd finish with 292 yards, setting a new school record. I mean, their quarterbacks must not, not have been very good, but, you know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't be jabbernizing our inductee. All right. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, whatever. <laughs> the snake... Alongside all-conference linebacker and close personal friend Pat Tillman, led the Sun Devils to an undefeated regular season and a Pac-10 championship. In the Rose Bowl, Plummer scored an electric 11-yard touchdown late in the fourth quarter, but Ohio State would respond and go on to win 20-17. With only one loss on their record, ASU would finish fourth in the final rankings. And for Jake, he would finish third in Heisman voting behind Danny Warfel and Troy Davis. Jake was also a second-team All-American and the Pac-10 Offensive Player of the Year for 1996. Plummer was also a devoted student, picking up academic all-conference honors twice. 
Following his stellar season, Jake was drafted in the second round of the NFL draft by the Arizona Cardinals. Staying in state, baby. Yeah. Jake would begin his journey with the Cardinals by backing up Kent Graham and Stoney Case for his rookie season. That would all change in week seven of the 1997 season. Late in the fourth quarter, Jake would take over under center and promptly led the offense on a 98-yard touchdown drive, capped off by a 31-yard go-ahead touchdown. The cards would lose in overtime, but it hardly mattered. Plummer's legendary status as a game-changer had already carried over from his time as a Sun Devil. Teammate Chad Carpenter said that Jake was treated, quote, like a god, unquote, in public. We go to restaurants, and people stand up and clap when he walks by, he said. In 1998, the Cardinals drafted Jake's friend, Pat Tillman, and the duo would start all 16 games of the 98 campaign on their way to a 9-7 and regular season record. In the playoffs, they would pull off an upset of the Dallas Cowboys, but will ultimately fall to the Minnesota Vikings. I think that was a Vikings team with like Moss and Carter and they got Moss. <laughs> yeah, Randall Cunningham. 1999 was a disappointing season for Jake as he went three and eight as a starter while throwing nine touchdowns and 24 interceptions. Yikes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> His reputation as a gunslinger in the NFL became a liability. In 2000, Jake reached 10,000 yards passing, but tossed 21 interceptions and compiled a three and 11 record as a starter. 2001 was a much needed bounce back year as he would pass for three, th- 3,653 yards with 18 touchdowns and 14 picks, all to finish with a 7-9 and nine record. Better? Yeah. 2002 was another down year for Plummer, as he would throw more interceptions with 20 than touchdowns, 18. Though he would eclipse the 15,000 passing yards mark, Jake's decade in Arizona as both a Sun Devil and a Cardinal was over. He would sign with the Denver Broncos as a free agent. Now in Denver... Plummer often found his laid-back approach clashing with the autocratic rule of head coach Mike Shanahan. Though there was friction, Shanahan helped guide Plummer to finish the season with a career-high quarterback rating of 91.2 and keeping the interceptions to a minimum at 7. The Broncos would clinch a wild-card berth into the playoffs, but their aspirations of a trophy were snuffed out by the Indianapolis Colts in a 41-10 loss. Stomping. Yikes. In 2004, Jake Masher surpassed several of John Elway's passing records, including passing yards with 4,089 and touchdowns with 27. He would also lead his team to a second consecutive playoff berth, but again would face Peyton Manning and the Colts, only to be beaten 49-24. to Despite Plummer's 103.1 passer rating. <laughs> Great passer rating. but that, that's He's like, score. I don't know about y'all, but I played my ass off. <laughs> Peyton Manning just points at the scoreboard like, yeah, dude. Uh, 2005 was arguably Plummer's best season as a pro. He threw 229 consecutive passes with, without an interception and a 60.7 completion percentage. The Broncos finished with, with a 13-3 record and clinched the number two seed in the playoffs, earning them a first-round bye. Jake was not spectacular against the New England Patriots, but his 197 yards with one touchdown and one interception was enough to snap the Patriots' streak of 11 straight postseason wins. Jake! However, Plummer would account for four turnovers in the AFC Championship game, and the Broncos would lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers 34-17. Plummer's 2006 was mediocre. 
And after 11 starts, Mike Shanahan replaced Jay with rookie Jake Hutler. The team was 7-4, and four, and many in Denver scratched their head at the decision. Jake had been 40-18 and 18 as a Broncos starter, while leading them to 30 game-tying or winning drives in his career, a league high. In March of 2007, Jake was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, it began to circulate that Plummer was going to retire. Rather than compete with the Bucks' four other QBs, Jeff Garcia, Brad Gradkowski, Luke McCown, and Tim Rattay. On March 9th, he ended the speculation by announcing his decision to retire from pro football rather than work with John Gruden. The Bucks ordered that he pay back $3.5 million of his $5 million signing bonus. <laughs> like, <laughs> we want some of that money back, yeah, even though you didn't do some anything. Of it. Just some of it. You can keep a million and a half. <laughs> Just because. Later that year, Jake was inducted into the Arizona State Hall of Fame and appeared to introduce the ASU team for their appearance in the Holiday Bowl against the Texas Longhorns. After retirement from football, Jake became an avid player of four-wall handball, a sport that his father had picked up and handed down to his sons. In 2008, Jake hosted his own pro invitational handball tournament, and later that year, he'd make it to the Idaho State Singles Championship only to lose to his own brother, Eric, in the semifinals. Most notably since his retirement, Jake has been called a hermit or recluse, and those monikers seem to fit him adequately. Jake moved with his wife to Sandpoint, Idaho, where he is far from public eye and plays a sport in handball that is also far from the microscope that the NFL can be. The Plummer family, hell of a handball bash, setting up the matches and schedules, takes, taking care of the groceries, wheeling in the kegs, and the, handing out the Gatorade to competitors. What a guy. Yeah. To this day, you would never know that Jake Plummer was a star quarterback simply by the way he carries himself. Several years ago, Jake was volunteering for Meals on Wheels, and the organization ran into funding issues. The woman in charge put a hand on Jake's shoulder and said, Jake, I'm sorry we're out of money for this month, but keep track and we'll pay you for your gas. Jake told her not to worry about it, yet she insisted again, saying, No, Jake, you don't even have a job. You have to keep track of your miles. Jake replied, saying, I played in the NFL for a little while. I'm okay. <laughs> Dumbstruck, the woman looked at the scruffy man that had been helping to deliver food for months and said, You're that Jake Plummer? <laughs> There's the people or things we can aspire to be. But walking away from the spotlight just to be happy, if not happier, like Jake Plummer, sets him apart, solidifying his status as a legend. Absolutely. Truly a legend. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Um... They said pretty much, like, anytime you see him, he's just, like, you know, he's out in cargo shorts and just a flannel. Like, he's just, you would never know it's him. Um, Egoless. Yeah, his relationship with Pat Tillman was pretty special. Um, Tillman, of course, was the, um, both Arizona State and Cardinals safety who joined the U.S. Army Rangers after 9-11 and was killed in friendly fire. Um, Plummer asked if he could, like, keep the Pat Tillman's number 40 on his helmet when he went to the Broncos and they told him, no, <laughs> he did it anyway. <laughs> he put a sticker on the back of his helmet, no matter what. Um, he's a definitely interesting guy. I mean, handball. <laughs> I got to check it out now. Yeah. I thought that was funny. He's like, I'll go find another sport that no one else plays that I know I can be the best at. Right. <laughs> or at least just have fun playing. But yeah, great guy. 
Yeah, it should also be noted that Plummer, who enjoyed his only Pro Bowl season in his 10-year career in 2005, got Brady. He beat Brady again the year after he had beaten him in the playoffs. Yeah. He beat him in the regular <laughs> season again, 17-7. to I think he had a 2-1 and record career against Tom Brady. Yeah. And I think that should be noted that he's like the only, he, I think he might be the only quarterback in the NFL who has a winning record against Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beat him 28 to three in week six of, of 2005. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> Truly a legend. Yeah. All right. So uh, without further ado, uh, Scotty hit me with that scoreboard stumper answer. I wanted to know when the first winter Olympics were, was it 1920, 1924 or 1932? I guess I said 32, but it could have been the 1800s, and I would have guessed whatever. You know, like I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. I don't know if the Greeks had a Winter Olympics, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they did. Roll a stone as high as you can up the hill and have it come back down. Who knows? Um, it was 1924. Dong. Oh. Dong. Oh. Mendoza. Mendoza. <laughs> All right. So that puts me at um, 7 and 12 on the year. I'm nine and twenty-three all time. I should be on the Mendoza line for my. I mean, you're having a you're having a good you know season this season. So. I'm doing better this year than last year. Last year I was two and eleven. This year I'm seven and twelve. So yeah, I'll I'll admit some of my uh, stumper answers were very um, sophomoric. So my summer questions in the first season are sophomoric. So they were they were kind of convoluted. You were still like finding your groove. Yeah, they were too stumpy. Yeah, I was like, name the seven WNBA teams. That name <laughs> all fourteen players. Too. Okay, so moving on to chasing the Mendoza line. Chasing the Mendoza line. Statistical updates on major league hitters chasing the prestigious. 200 batting average club. Uh, first off, we want to c- congratulate Jorge Soler. He's up 18 points to a 203 average. Wow. Thus taking himself temporarily off of our podcast. <laughs> he's, he's worked his way out of the segment. He's five of his last eight this week. Now a brave. Yeah. He's playing the Braves. Um, for a 625 average. So, well, hell Yeah. Good for you, Jorge. Good for you, Jorge Soler. Shampoo to you, sir. Shampoo to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> up next, um, you know, he's been lingering for a little while, uh, but he's still not over the hun- hump. It's uh, Hunter Dozier. Mendoza! Okay. Bulldozer, as he's known with his fan base. <laughs> he he um, He's still at the top of the list here. Uh, 191 average. 191. He's- he was at 191. He's up four points from 191 to 195. Ooh. So he's 13 of his last 45 for a 289 average the last uh, two weeks. So 289 average has got him up close to 200 here. Really so. turning it on for the second half there, Doja he dude, is, baby. He's he's. He's bulldozing. He's bulldozing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also congrats to Suarez. He's not over 200, but he's he's out of the. He's out of the dungeon. Mendoza! He's no longer got the lowest batting average. <laughs> you hear Suarez. Um, he passed our boy JBJ, Jackie Bradley Ooh. Jr. He's up to a 176 average. He's six of his last 26 with three home runs. Yeah. 
for a 231 average and a 615 slugging. So there's power numbers there. The power numbers have been there. But, yeah, I mean, I saw a stat today before the game that he actually, of all shortstops that qualify, has the best barrel, second best barrel on the ball percentage. Yeah, I'm sure. Of all shortstops in baseball. He just, like, every out he gets is, he hits it hard. He's having... The yeah. strangest luck with that. The Reds have been hitting the ball real hard this season. They got a bunch of guys who were slow who hit hard. They were all fodder for double plays. Yeah. Um, all right. And then moving on to the aforementioned Jackie Bradley Jr. JBG! He's down to 175 after that, that hitting spree. Oh, boy. So he's three of his last 18 for a 167 average. Mm-hmm. So he's at 175 for the year. I hope he plummets even further. I wish no good <laughs> to the, the to the Milwaukee Brewers. We need Brewers. the Brewers to just <laughs> shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to Sloppy Town. Sloppy Top, our wordplay segment. This week's Sloppy Top topic is in the spirit of our inductee, Jake Plummer, and also with Simone Biles being in the news lately. What do you call it when an athlete retires early in their career to protect their health and or wellness? I mean, it's, you know, it's one that, you know, to walk away is for your own, for your own personal benefit is Totally respectable, first of all. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, you know, so it is known. Yeah. You know, like, we wish Brett Favre would have done that for our safety, too. As but well he as did. for the sake of everyone who's trying to watch good football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Philip Rivers is talking about a comeback, too. So it's like, leave us alone. It's like, <laughs> we get it. You want to play for another team. Sorry, no one's calling you. We, we just dealt with 16 years of you. You're good. Go, go, be gone. He's like, but I got 20 miles to feed. <laughs> um, I know. At first, I was thinking this is like a treat yourself situation. Mm-hmm. It's like those people who worked for those big shell corporations that had like the payout, the payoffs when they had to like be fired for doing, taking the blame for unscrupulous things. They called it the golden parachute. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <The> go- <laughs> Can someone do that to Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> Somebody give that guy a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, just get him out of here. <laughs> we don't even care if the parachute opens. Just <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there it is. Like, an athlete pulls the ripcord. They're like, they, 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 they pull the ripcord, they, they, they put their shoot out, and they're done. You know? They're no longer in free fall. Yeah. Ripcord athlete. Rip, yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. Ripcord career. Yeah. Like Simone Biles pulled the ripcord on the Olympics. That's cool. He's a ripcord athlete. Yeah. And it, it, the parachute's safe. <laughs> Jake the plumber. Jake the snake plumber. Jake the plumber. Jake, Joe the plumber. Joe, <laughs> Joe Sickpack. Joe the plumber was also a ripcord. Yeah. <laughs> he was around for two months. <laughs> Something that's best. 
I like that. I like ripcord. I think I can pull the ripcord. Yeah. Ripcord athletes or, you know, and if they, if they come back to the game, then they have a backup shoot. So. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like the guys, like they come back and they, they use their backup shoot then, and then they're gone. Moving on to church. Uh, this week in church, just, uh, thoughts and prayers to Angela Bailey, uh, Olympic athlete and uh, record holder. Yes, yeah, Canadians women, the Canadian women's record holder in the 100 meter and the four by 100 relay. Uh, she passed away at the age of 59 today. Yeah, so thoughts and prayers to her family. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we got one shampoo. Shampoo. Um, White Sox catcher Sebi Zavala. In case you missed it, he hit. His first three career home runs all in one game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a major league record. One of them was a grand slam. Goodness <laughs> gracious. You hit your first career home run, your first career grand slam, and then your the third one all in one day. I think what else is funny about it is it's not even and you when you hear that, you're like, oh, it must be like his first game or his first week. No, nah, this dude's played in like 19 games. Yeah. So we had like 18 games without a home run and then just hits three in a game. He's like, you know, I'm just seeing it today, guys. Like, I figured it out. It's all clicking. It's all about timing. I'm doing great out there. Congrats to him. That was awesome. Shampoo yeah, to you, shampoo sir. Shampoo to you, sir. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sportsball. You can also find us on Twitter at L Sportsball. Tune in next week. We induct former Major League Baseball player Larry Walker. Larry Walker. Thank you once again for listening to Legends of Sportsball. May the sports be with you. Always. <laughs> <laughs>